Hi, everyone. It is Lindsay from the Wine 30 podcast. I had the opportunity today to interview Jordana Guimarães, who is the co-founder of Fashion Innovation, which just had their first digital summit last weekend, where they had a Diane von Furstenberg, they had Kenneth Cole, they had the Bella Twins, just so many amazing speakers. And they've been going for a few years now as a live in-person conference and then had the digital summit this past week. And she also has a new book coming out called It Can Be You, where she interviewed a bunch of homeless people from New York as well as influencers. And then she shows how similar their lives were and how just one little thing like pushed them one way or the other, which is incredible. So listen to this amazing badass woman that I was able to interview. And without further ado, enjoy. People who don't know, can you explain like fashion innovation? So Fashion Innovation was founded two years ago, and we always had the slogan, even pre-COVID, of fashion is to love. Um, really, what we would do is bring in CEOs and founders of fashion and tech companies to discuss how technology is assisting the different trends that we're seeing come to play with their pain points in order for businesses to adapt it into their business model. So with that being said, we've had in the last two years about 200 speakers, and they've ranged from directors of NASA to founder of Shopify, VP at Google, but then we've also had like the Coco Rochas and uh, Ariel Sharnas, et cetera. So very diverse backgrounds. And it was really all about interconnectivity and collaborations that we were trying to form through putting them on stage together, maybe most times for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we would see a lot of magic come from that. And so when COVID happened, even, you know, we're a live event company. So obviously profit was out the window and we were like well what we talk about is fashion is to love and we really believe in that messaging and so with that being said we were like we have to do something where we can really evoke this messaging of love now more than ever to not only our community but really everybody in the world and so um so yeah that's what fashion i was about to go into what we did but that's really awesome so how did like the amount of people that participated change this time because it was online instead of in person were more people able to watch yeah a lot more yeah so we had a hundred and six thousand viewers in the wow. two days yeah really cool from 119 countries that was the coolest thing i think is the number of countries so um i think as far as success goes by far as far as viewers and also diversity hmm. this has been the strongest by like a milestone um and i think it's really because when you do live events even if you can it like assemble it to have all of that same thing? First of all, it would take forever to put together because mm-hmm. people would have to buy flights and all of that. So all the logistics behind it. And also because we like for the intimacy level on the live, the live events, we always have about like 400 to 500 people at a time at most. And we do it mm-hmm. purposely because we like intimacy because we feel that that creates real conversation. And so at home doing it online, that's another positive is that even though there were a hundred thousand people, you felt like it was you and the speaker. And so it still gave that intimacy level with all those people. And so, yeah, it was a lot better in so many different assets aspects. Awesome. So you co-founded the company with your husband. Yeah. How was it working with a significant other? <laughs> like my little laughter. So that's, that's the hardest part I would say, but it's also, the most beautiful part. So there's like a two-sided, right? Um, I think because we're husband and wife and we have a two and a three-year-old at home, 
Um, so we're always together and balancing it all at the same time. It's really tough, but I think like, I'm a very spiritual person and I feel like I understand people. I think husband and wife, friendships, mother and daughter, everybody's different. So you're always going to have different thoughts, different ideas, different viewpoints. I think that the way that we made it work is that if you keep that in mind, so like, let's say you have an argument about something and both of you think you're right. You're both right because both what you're thinking to you is right. Mm -hmm. And so that's right. Right. And so it's just a matter of like respecting each other's opinions, trying to implement both of our point of views, like a little bit here, a little bit there and compromising. So I think that that's like the secret. It doesn't mean we don't fight like cats and dogs. We do at times. And I want to rip his head off at times. I do. But um, it's, I think that that's the secret to it for sure. Awesome. So you've had some like amazing speakers at Fashion Innovation. You had Diane von Furstenberg, you've had Mara Hoffman. Who would you say would be your dream speaker that you haven't been able to get yet? Hmm. So, you know, it's funny. I think a little bit differently than most people. I think everybody, whether it's a Mara Hoffman, Diane von Furstenberg, to a Jason Naylor, to even like a Bethany Williams of sort that was also a speaker, for me, in their own right, they're all Diane von Furstenberg's in a way because everybody, I, I aspire to different people for different reasons. Um, so I think, and you know, and I have this mindset People think I'm way too optimistic, by the way, before we continue this, because I am and I'm very hopeful about everything. But I have this mindset that nothing is really impossible. And I think like if I was, I, okay, I'll give you a list of people I've reached out to that haven't been able to speak yet, but I've been on top of. I think that's an easier answer. Um, so we've spoken to Jeff Bezos' team. We've spoken to Michelle Obama's team. We've spoken to... Um, Victoria Beckham, who I think is, she has a really cool story. So we spoke to her team. And the cool thing about it is they haven't been able to do it yet. We've spoken to Mark Cuban several times personally mm -hmm. on email. Um, so all of these people, they haven't been able to do it yet. But they've responded and they've been, like, excited about what we're doing. So we're really excited to have them on for different reasons. But I think that that would be kind of, like, my wish list, the people that I just mentioned. Which are all amazing. And they're all attainable. For you guys. So I, really, I believe, you know, I think they're attainable for anybody because I think now we're living in a day where people, people are like willing to listen. People want new ideas. People, especially the people that have been around for decades. I feel like a lot of times you get set in like a certain way of doing things or you have ideas of how you're going to pivot, but no one has ever been thrown into a COVID situation like this where everything is kind of turned upside down. And with that being said, I think when fresh voices come to play, if they have something that may interest you or it may be something that possibly, whether you can adapt that thing or adapt a part of it into what you're doing to make it better, people are all years right now. And a lot of people are like, oh, how did you get these speakers or these teams to respond to you, et cetera, or even to participate? And I kid you not, it's cold emails. And I'm not joking. Like from the Diane von Furstenberg to whoever was there, most of them were cold emails when we started the relationship. And so I'm always like, I'm a big believer in like, just go for it. Like what's the worst that's good that could happen? You know, yeah. like, yeah. Okay. So you put the first event together in only two months. And what advice would you give to someone when it comes to like launching a project that they've been thinking about and just going for it? 
so again, it's the whole thing of I, my biggest thing that I have to say to most people, don't think about it too much. Don't try to have everything ready. Don't try to have all the answers to what could come as a question. Don't try to like, don't think, Oh, I have to have a deck and I have to have a website and I have to have presence and all that stuff that all comes after. I think like when you have an idea, just start doing it because also as you're starting to do something, as you throw yourself into doing something, things are going to come at you that sometimes you don't even think of that thing being the thing that you need in order to start. And maybe that thing is more important for you to have first than something that you may think from going to business school or reading a business book. So just dive, just go. And I think that that's, that's what I've always done, whether it's fashion innovation or the book that's being published that I wrote this summer, it's all literally been me just being like, I have this idea, I'm just going to do it. And literally I would just start and I would, and I would even pitch press with just the idea before I even had like anything to it. And I've gotten like results with that too. So I think it's just, just do it, honestly. Awesome. So speaking of your book, you recently wrote a book called It Can Be You, where you interviewed 75 influencers and 75 homeless people in New York. What were the biggest takeaways for you working on that project, like on a humanitarian level? So it really is that it can be you, it can be me, it can be any of us um, in the sense that like a lot of people are quick to judge and that goes with everything, right? Like we could be speaking right now and if I was somebody who would judge, I could be like, you know, oh, why does she like the outfit she's wearing? And, you know, like you could look at me and think whatever you want to, like people judge, everybody judges. We're all fault at fault, right? At that. Um, but I think that with homelessness in particular, people are quick to look and say, I'm not going to give him money. He's going to buy drugs or alcohol. And I know a lot of people, especially the elderly, think that way because I've heard it. I've seen it my family even like I, I, it's just what we think right and so I think that like the biggest thing that I've learned is that the the, it, the reason why the homeless are homeless is circumstances that some of us are living through now during COVID you know it's circumstances even that I've lived through in my life that I could have easily been in that same situation if it hadn't been for family and friends and a really supportive mother at a lot of the times mm -hmm. so I think it's just really it, it opens your eyes and I'm really excited for the book to come out because we didn't actually interview 75 homeless. We interviewed, we actually had a street team and we gave over a thousand meals to a thousand homeless individuals. Yeah. And so we got a ton of stories. And then after getting the influencers, 75 stories, then we started kind of like matching up the circumstances of what the situations were. And that's how we kind of put them side by side with the 75 that will be in the book. Um, but you just, you learn that, now more than ever, like we're all in a situation that everything can be taken from us like this. Um, and it's all like, it's because one person has something that the other doesn't in order to get out of that. So that's what I think the biggest learning lesson was. How do you think people can best support like the homeless community right now? I think right, so the same as before, I think the one thing that the homeless people really lack and they get really excited about is when you pay attention to them. Pay attention to them. Not everybody has to give, um, but a hello, a how are you, or a how are you feeling through all of this goes such a long way. Um, and I felt that same way pre-COVID. Like when I was doing, was sitting with them, giving them a meal and talking to them, they'd be like, you're going to sit here? Okay. Like they were so happy just to have someone care and talk to them. So I think the same thing goes now. 
And I also think maybe maybe finding organizations that are taking in the homeless. I know that the shelters are overbooked and that there's so many issues going on with so much of that. And it's super sad. There's so many of them living right now in subways. Um, but maybe also even, I don't know, just if you want to go a step further, like contacting your cities and seeing like, you know, what can we do? Do you need help? I'm sure there's so many things out there that can be done still. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just a quick hello is like the easiest and everybody can do it. Awesome. So last question for you. How are you staying productive during the stay at home orders? So because we just did this event this week, um, the online, and that was definitely the first of many things to come very, very soon, which we're not going to, we're just literally putting it together as we speak. Um, it's with that time being productive is putting together these huge forums, the bigger, the better to impact as many people as we can with the messaging of hope. Um, that really is my goal. I don't care about money right now. I know that um, I have enough just to like feed my kids and have a very simple lifestyle right now, which I'm more than okay with. Like my goal right now really is to impact as many people as I can and keep my optimism at a very high, higher than usual because people need it right now. There's enough negativity out there. I think people really need you know, to spread the positivity. I think it's super important. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time.